What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of What Are You Made Of slash Agent Liftoff. This is a combo uh, package here because I have a fantastic guest and I want to introduce him to you today. But before I do that, I just want to remind everyone to go subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. YouTube channel's banging right now. If you go check that out at Mike C-Rock Scirocco. And of course, watch out for the app Blueprinted, B-L-O-O, printed, blueprinted.com. This is going to be an industry disruptor in the coaching, consulting, training industries. We're ready to rock and roll here coming out here in August. So let's go check that out right now. Get signed up for that. Go look for your blueprint to success. Or if you've created blue, uh, success in some area, let's get your success blueprinted. Today, I have my friend Jason Franklin, who I met at the 10X Growth Con. And uh, he's in the real estate field, just as I am with the, the mortgage side of things. And you know, I wanted to bring him on here to you know, kind of dig in and find out what the ingredients have gone into making him who he is. He's definitely a visionary as well. He's thinking of big things, but he runs a real estate team in Houston, Texas, specializing in concierge experience. He's grown, what, three to 11 members in the last 12 months, and they're going to do over $120 million in production in the next 36 months. Killer, killer, just team and awesome vibe as well. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. Good to see you again. I know I had a mouthful of all that beforehand there, so I appreciate your patience, and I want to thank you for being here. Wow, you know, Gratitude good. first. But yeah, so, so since we've met, you've kind of experienced our culture that I have at the Nations Lending Group that we run. And you know, you came in and saw us. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to have some exposure here and, and share with everybody you know, what you're made of. So Jason, what's your story? Everybody's got a story. What's your story? Oh, man. So uh, jack of all trades, master of none yet. So I uh, started out my life in uh, retail management, big box environments, uh, went all up and down the East Coast, uh, Alexandria, Virginia. I don't think there's a town in the West Coast of Florida that I didn't work for or live in. After that, uh, in 2002, I actually moved back to Houston to open a business with my family. I was a professional martial artist for about 14 years and uh, grew that school to a, a really good size. And, you know, you, you reach that point in life where you go, okay, what's next? Uh, what am I going to do? And I used to take what I called windshield time because my family lives in North Texas. And uh, really, basically, I'd been in sales for 25 years, but just hadn't found the right vehicle and just decided I need to go sell something more expensive. Uh, so drove up there, spoke with my family, did some windshield time, came home, told my wife, said, I'm selling the house. I'm selling our business. I'm going to go rent something and I'm going to go sell real estate. And to her credit, and it's all about your support system. To her credit, she looked at me and I'm talking three kids in a high school and I'm just going to depart the pattern. And she goes, you know what your responsibilities are? Go do what you got to do, you know, but you better bring home a check. So uh, <laughs> I started that in uh, 2004. So that was in August, you know, and you and I talked briefly, I believe in, in speed. So that I made that decision on August 2nd, uh, August 16th of 2014. And by the end of October, had sold my house, sold my business and was sitting at a desk ready to sell real estate. Did uh, 26 transactions for 6.25 million my first year and 3x my income, you know, and it's only been up from there. 
this year, you know, our team will do right around 90 million in gross sales. Uh, you know, we want to be around 120. I had said within 36 months, that's actually, we're planning to be in excess of 120 by the end of next year. You know, we'll do about 150 transactions this year. You know, in the city of Houston, in HAR, I think you've got somewhere in the neighborhood of about 41,000 agents, which, I mean, talk about market saturation, but when you go back and look at the numbers, in April of this year, of those 41,000, 17,000 had actually sold something. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, so, just have their license. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I joke with this all the time, but, and not to sound disparaging towards anybody, but people ask me all the time, they say, Jason, how do you, how are you doing this? It's like, listen, you know, one, I get up early, I go to bed late, I work all the time, I love what I do, I'm passionate about it, but also, it's not hard to look good when everybody else is really bad at what they do. <laughs> everybody gives you a head start. You know, it's crazy. I, I was an agent, by the way, back in 2005. Yeah, 2005. Mm-hmm. And like the first year, I was a top producing agent like immediately. And I was like, this is, this is, you know, but the problem is with that, that's a trap as well. Because if you're comparing yourself to other people, you limit your, what you're capable of. You limit your potential, yeah. you know? So uh, yeah, I noticed that as I it's was- It's all going. about getting in the next room. Yeah, yeah. Constantly. You know, and that's it, interestingly, that's one of the things about our team that I really, really am proud of. And I think some of this comes from having been, you know, in the big box environment and being a new store opener and that kind of thing. And then also being in the martial arts industry and being a teacher is that in our team, we only attract and or look for new agents. I'm not looking, you know, everybody else is going after the low hanging fruit. They want the guy that's doing 10 million, 15 million. The, other than me, I'm 47. The, if you take me out of the equation, the average age of an agent in my office is 23. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, they're young, they're broke, they're hungry, and they're freaking motivated. And they're eager to learn. They're eager to move forward. And, you know, to take somebody like that and to build them, I've got two different people in our office that when they join the team, they've been around for several months, been selling or trying to sell. But, you know, in any industry, whether it's an in insurance or here or there, you get your licenses and you go sit down at the desk and you kind of look around and go, what's next? You know, and these guys come in here with with zero sales, and in their first twelve months on our team, both did right at a hundred thousand dollars in GCI gross commission income. You know, I mean, so those are raving fans. Those are the people that are going to scream from the rooftop that are going to build your brand. But it's not that's not necessarily the end desire. I just want to build people up, and yeah. from that, they bring everybody else in. So of the agents that we have, not one of them has been recruited. Every one of them has been organic. It's somebody on the team bringing somebody else going, hey, man, I know this guy. I think he's a fit. Yeah, you know, look, man, I mean, that's uh, that's the way to build. That's what, you know, I've tried it several different ways. I've made money bringing some producers in, but they never last. Yeah. You know, very, very rarely they last. Everybody that we have now, they're, they're and then the ones that are producing are ones that, you know, were grew from the beginning, man. And we planted the seed and we just watered it and watered it and watered it. And it takes time. It takes longer. It takes a lot more work, but they last longer. They're more loyal. They stay, you know, and this goes not just for uh, salespeople, but our processing staff. Sure. We're developing our processing staff from people that have never been in the business before and taking them in as a junior processor, loan officer assistant, and then just moving them up. And we're seeing way more stable, way more uh, bought in and aligned people. You know, what's uh, funny is that. in that same regard, I'm sure you had some of this in your growth portions, but I've actually had people that we're considering joining the team and they come in and I bring, I always bring them because uh, we do something very similar to yourself. Monday through Thursday, we have a sales meeting, you know, and it's, it's not a raw, raw, but it's getting everybody's head focused. It's everybody getting ready, ready, ready for the day, that type of thing. Kind of give us your wins, give us your takeaways from our training that morning. Uh, you know, what do you got going on business wise? 
and I'll bring some guests in just on how they interact. And I'll have people from our team come and they go, no, he didn't jive. They don't fit. You know, I mean, because they're they really they know the energy that we've created in the office and they don't want anybody in here that's not on that. Yeah. Page. Yeah. Yeah. So we have core values. And uh, one of the core values, it's vital is the acronym vital. And the first core mat, like core value, the V is vibes matter. Emotions are contagious. And that's we spell cool. that out underneath of it. But we the whole team knows our core values. So like you could ask them and they'll tell they'll repeat them. And that that's that first one. So 100%. As soon as you get something like that, you just, you know, right away, even if they produce, man, it's not worth it. No, because you, know? you got to keep the culture because the, the production is is temporary. The culture is permanent. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Hey, mark that down. If you, hey, hey uh, editing team, take that clip and post it. <laughs> so, so uh, tell me about growing up though, man. Like what was your life like growing up? Uh, so I uh, grew up in the Texas panhandle uh, for a while. My father was a Marine aviator, uh, flew helicopters. And then uh, mid eighties, uh, we decided to move down to Houston, but I mean, I grew up rodeoing, you know, riding Bronx and horses and everything Cowboy. else up in the Texas panhandle. Hell yeah. And you know, it was the picture of what everybody thinks you're supposed to do when you're in Texas. And then I tell you what's culture shock, you know, having come from a little town like Amarillo, at least it was little back then. It's not little anymore. And my dad said we were moving to Houston. And for whatever reason, this was back in the days of Magnum PI. And all I knew was that Houston was this huge city. And I thought everyone was going to be wearing flowered shirts and driving Ferraris because it was like this big metrop- you know, metropolitan area. Culture shock, man. I mean, you went from a town of, you know, 50,000 to a town of 3 million. And, uh, but, you know, that all being said in the end, uh, couldn't be in a better place. You know, I tell people all the time, I live in America. I'm a 47-year-old white guy. My parents were married their entire lives, still married. I got 2.5 kids. Whatever bad happens to me today, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. what else am I going to ask for, right? Anything yeah. I don't have that I want is because I didn't go out and get it. You know, yeah. I've got yeah. every advantage in life. I've got every opportunity in life. And that comes from the way that I was raised. It comes from the way that I raised my kids. It comes from the people that I surround myself with. It comes from spending time with guys like you. You know, whether it's here or if it's in Miami or, uh, or any other number of places. And all of that comes from a background. It comes from, you know, kind of what your environment was and what you did with it. You can have three people that come out of the same house and all three of them take different tracks. Yeah. You know, or you can have three kids that come out of the same house and they all are badasses or not. You know, it just depends on what they decide to do with it. So, you know, I figured out a long time ago that the best compliment I could pay to my wife, my kids, and to my parents was to just go out and kill it every single day and to be successful and leave something worthwhile behind me. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's mikecrock.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Yeah, yeah. And where's your cowboy hat? Oh, it's not in the I office got, there. You don't no, have it like right. Not in the office, unfortunately. No boots. You don't have boots on. You know what? On our team, the first time you sell a house, I take them out boot shopping. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> yep, that's every good. Everybody got to have a pair of boots. You know. Yeah, yeah. Are you a Cowboys fan? I know I'm a Texans fan. As disappointing as that is. Okay. All right. Well, and were you a uh, Oilers fan back in the day? Absolutely. Everybody down here bleeds baby blue. 
Yeah, you know, uh, one of my friends, Dave Meltzer's uh, partnered with Warren Moon. You remember Warren, don't you? I do very yeah. well. Yeah, they have a, a lot of time yelling at them over the TV. Yeah, <laughs> they have a company <laughs> together. Uh, that's great, man. So what's the biggest challenge that you've experienced in your life? Oh, wow. Like biggest challenge for me, on. I'll tell you straight up, biggest challenge for me is, and this kind of follows along with uh, Cardone, man, is uh, so... Zero to 16, great kid, didn't do anything. 17, started messing around with a little bit of stuff. By the time I was 19, I was underneath the bridge doing drugs and nobody knew where I was. Nobody knew what was going on and I was going down a bad road. And then uh, I was working at this little video store. I'm dating myself. We worked in video stores. And anyways, and uh, I had been not showing up for work, not really doing what I needed to be doing. So they brought this girl in to replace me and I was going to a party that night. And uh, my boss is like, hey, you should take this girl to this party. So I took her and uh, we got to talk and I went on two dates with her, got engaged to her, married her three months later. And, uh, you know, so the biggest challenge of my life brought me to the person that I was going to spend the rest of my life with, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I have a similar story. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of partying myself, too, until I saw my wife sitting on the couch in my house one night. And uh, same kind of thing, man. Commit me, commitment and then cleared it up. You know, because I, I, I think that we go down that road because we lose uh purpose, focus, intention, mm-hmm. and, and, and we get bored. And when you get bored, destruction happens. hundred you know? percent. And that goes for everybody, man. And I, you know, everything, everything also changed for me when I did get this clear mission and purpose. Like right now I'm vibing so well. And I, this vibration is going like just perfect. Right. Mm-hmm. That everybody that I come in contact with. And if I go to these events, like I get this, I have this attraction model right now where people want to work with me. They want to be around what we're doing. And anytime you're able to cause and create a future and paint a picture of a future for someone, it's very attractive. And um, I'm not surprised by it anymore. At first, I was like, holy cow, can you believe this? You know, can you believe Grant said yes to this? Even though I know it's a great thing and it's a no brainer, but still, you know, and uh, or can you believe so and so said that, that, you know, they're down anything I'm involved with, they want to be involved? Like, we're talking people that are super successful. It just blows my mind that all I had to do back in the day was just get this vibration going. That's all I had to do. And I didn't know it. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I remember looking at my wife. We were because we started having kids shortly after we got married. I remember looking at her. I was 21 years old with a newborn. And uh, I looked at her one day and I was like, who the hell let us have kids? Uh, you know, and then, you know, later in life, I'm like, who the hell gave me this job that I'm running the store? And then who made me this district manager? You know, because there was never that confidence behind it. Yeah. And then I finally had to get to a place where I could look back and go, okay, I raised my kids right. I killed it at that store. I was a great district manager. And so, and it's not an ego thing as much as it is kind of coming into knowing who you are and what you're capable of, but then immediately turning it around and saying, how can I give this away to somebody else? How can I build somebody else in the same manner that all these other people put into me? And I think that's what's attractive is when people see the honesty and the integrity and what it is that you're truly trying to do. It's not a shtick. You're not selling them something. You're not doing it because of the backside means or I'm going to make a buck. I mean, yeah, I'm going to make a buck, but only if you made four, you know, I mean, you know, that's for me, that's what it's really about. And I think that's where a lot of that, that vibe and that energy comes from is just the honesty of it yeah, and and the, the energetic nature that you bring forward, what you say, you know, I tell people in my office all the time, everything that you say matters, every word and how you say it and how you cultivate and create the vernacular of what you say. Like I told our office, we do not use can't, won't, don't, shouldn't. It's always, you know, you can, or we should, or there's a better way. But, you know, and when you, when you think about that stuff constantly, it changes 
your mentality. It changes the way you think and everything becomes possible because yeah. there's not any can't. There's not any shouldn't. It's I'm not yet able to, but I think I can do this, which will get me closer to that. You know, yep. I mean, and, and yep. people, everybody in the world today wants to tell you what you're not capable of, what you can't do, where you can't go, who you shouldn't talk to. You know, and so when you meet those individuals that, you know, they come to you with a general idea or a, or a concept or a desire and you go, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's yep. write it down. How are we going to get there? What's the roadmap? What's the process? And they immediately go back to what you and I do. You know, wow, somebody's listening to me. Somebody values what I'm saying. And, and they really, they, they want that. and They want to be around it. I know I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Growing up, I mean, I was in an abusive situation and, you know, my stepmother used to say all the time, like, and it's like, I'm a kid, you're pathetic. Like, I remember this, like this, this in my head, like I, why she would say that. I, like, I, I just, I mean, I know why she had issues with my mom and taking that on me, but I, I had that. So then you got to get past that. So now though, now, once you realize it though, it is a superpower because like, <laughs> there's nothing got like, I, the only thing I'm thinking of, if I'm thinking big enough or not, like that's the thing that goes through my mind now. So and Grant says this all the time. It's like, man, I wish I would have just thought bigger. I would have just, I went bigger. I would have taken more debt, like good debt, you know, yeah. and all that. And the other point that you made is that when people know that you're genuine, I, I can't help but people to know that about me because of so much content and that I put out. Like I talk a lot <laughs> and <laughs> it's all over every social media platform. Now, if you're not talking much, you can get away with saying some stuff that not genuine and people may not pick up on it. But when you talk enough and you're on Clubhouse talking and you've got all this content on all these platforms, dude, it's going to shine through somehow. Well, you know, that goes back to like one of those disc assessments. You know, they ask you the same question 45 different times. So they eventually find the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, And so if you keep talking, they're going to see the truth, whether you want them to or not. So why not just speak the truth? Yeah. It may not be received well by everybody and it may not be everybody's vibe, but the people that need to hear you are going to hear you. Yep. And they're going to hear your truth. So final question here. Let's, let's wind this down here. Actually, sure. I have two. One, one, what is the thing that you go to to get yourself going? Not that you need motivation, but just like, what is, what is your go-to to consistently stay learning, stay just moving? My team. And the thing is, I'm a very competitive person. So when I ran my martial arts school, I had this amazing young Hispanic kid that was one of my junior instructors. And uh, I hate running. I despise running. I like, you should only run when chased is my thought on running. And so because of that, I would make them run with me every day. And the only reason I was running a six minute mile is because the kid behind me was running a 605. Mm -hmm. And I cannot let my junior instructor beat me, right? And so that's kind of my motivation is the more that I build up the people behind me, the more I got to do because I got to stay in front. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I, I told my partners when we were starting our mortgage division too, I said, guys, listen, you'd never outwork me. You're never going to outdo me. You're never going to outlearn me. I'm going to do more, way more. And I just put that challenge out there, but that's really for me. It's not, it's not really for them. Like it was really for me to just be like, I got to stay up there. You got to put it out there, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got to yeah. put it out there so that you go, okay, now I, I just dropped the, the hammer and now I got to stand behind it and do it. Yeah. 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 All right. Final question. Rocket Fuel. This book, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. It's been my motto, man. Like, you know, I, I, I don't, it's such a proactive approach by taking everything that comes your way that would stop you or slow you down, store it in your tank instead of your trunk where it weighs you down, where sure. most people keep it. And you're able to convert it into fuel for yourself. And it's just anything that comes your way, like normally back in the day, it would like, you'd be like, wait a minute, like I can't go any further. But really, once you proactively know this going forward, like it's like nothing's going to stop me. Everything comes my way. I'm not going to get upset. I'm just going to like, okay, how can we use this? 
Absolutely. What, that, what does that mean to you, that rocket fuel law? You know, to me personally, the rocket fuel has always been the naysayers. You know, when I left my last brokerage, they were like, you know, listen, you're going to get out. You'll be back. The lady literally on the way out the door, she's like, you'll be back. Mm-hmm. To me, that's rocket fuel. Yeah. When people tell me I can't do something, I'm not capable of doing something. I'm like, obviously, you don't know me. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, so, you know, it's it's just that growth. And, you know, I don't know if you're faith based, but I get up every morning and I, yeah. I got to a point where I don't I don't pray for anything specific. I just say thank you. And let me be better today than I was yesterday as a husband, father, provider, teacher, leader, instructor, you know, mentor, coach, whatever it is. And so that's my rocket fuel is that I know what I did yesterday, but I know that I've got to be better today. And so I'm constantly looking for that opportunity to be better. Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. You got the cap off your fuel, fuel tank. Oh. Uh, you, you can't start a tech company. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little inside joke. That's a little inside joke. Yeah. I bet you can't launch a tech company and blow it up and sell it for billions and exit it from billions. I challenge accepted. (laughs) All right. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Thanks for being on the show, Jason. You're always welcome back here. And guys, please go support Jason. If you're in the Texas area in Houston, metropolitan area, go check him out and his team. What's the team called? That's the Franklin Realty Group here in Houston. And I don't want to sidestep yours, but I know I've got a podcast. It's a completely different venue. If you don't mind me throwing it out there. Texas Real Talk. And uh, we're going over self-development, but primarily it's investing, wholesaling, flipping, uh, anything and everything you wanted to know, not the crap they show you on HGTV. All right. Sounds good. Go check it out, guys. And you guys have been listening to What Are You Made Of, which is an agent liftoff edition today with Jason Franklin, real estate team out of Houston, Texas. Guys, listen, There's just keep an eye out too, because there's going to be some big things happening with Jason and myself. I just know it. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, mikecrock.com forward slash book. That's Mike croc.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership. It means the world to me.